You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah. 2022. We here. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Twitter space recap of the Buffalo Bills beating the Cleveland Browns 31-23 to in Detroit today to go 7-3 on the year and uh, finally break a two-game losing streak. Uh, So glad it didn't become three, but for for the most part, the Bills had control of this one. Um, I'm your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you are in the western New York or central New York area, please, come on, do yourself a favor. Check out the Delago Resort and Casino. You will not be disappointed. Um, And I, I think for the most part, Bills fans... Uh, are not disappointed with the outcome today, uh, minus a garbage time touchdown and a uh, an onside kick that didn't go the Browns' way, although it closely almost did. Uh, the Buffalo Bills had this one in the bag since uh, the beginning of the second half, so that was nice to do. Remember, do you guys remember like how it used to be in the beginning of the season when Bills fans could almost take the second half off of the game and just not worry about anything? going on um i remember that man those were the days <laughs> and uh you know a lot of browns fans coming to detroit because you know they were sharing around the uh, the bills promo code which you knew that wasn't going to stay secretive very long and uh and it didn't end up mattering luckily the bills pulled this one off i would argue that it wasn't because of josh allen uh because of his play being amazing but really just not turning the ball over I mean, this is this is like a step in the right direction for Josh, right? Um, so, real quick, <clears throat> want to open it up to you guys before I talk a little bit more. Um, this Twitter Spaces is a great time and opportunity for you guys to give your thoughts, whether it's a question or one quick thought or a hot take, whatever you guys want. A sweet sassy molassy play of the game, maybe your favorite play of the game, maybe your least favorite play of the game. Who do you want to put on your wall of fame? Maybe someone you want to put on your wall of shame. In today's victory, um, there's there's still a lot of things, you know, to talk about. So you guys just request that mic, and I'll hand it over when I get a chance. 
But, uh, you know, what, looking at the stats of the game, here, let me give those to you guys real quick. Um, on the Bills' side of the, the ball, Josh Allen, 18 for 27, 197 yards, one touchdown. Um, not a whole lot to say uh, about that stat line except for the, for the next column, which is zero interceptions. Zero interceptions, zero fumbles. Um, Josh Allen had a very, I would still say, subpar game to what he's done most of the season, or at least the first half of the season. Of this season. Um, but he just didn't make boneheaded uh, uh, interceptions um, in the last couple of weeks, especially starting with the, the Green Bay Packers game. The second half of the Green Bay Packers game, it, feel like, it feels like he's throwing the ball to the other team, especially in the red zone, like specifically to the other. It's not like the, the team is, uh, the DBs are making a break on the ball and he just happens to get picked off. I mean, he's throwing it right into their hands. He did that twice to Patrick Peterson last week when the Bills lost to the Vikings. And uh, he didn't do that this week. I think that was a huge step in the right direction for Josh Allen. Um, another huge stat I want to call out for uh, is the fact that Nick Chubb had less than two yards per carry today. Nick freaking Chubb, one of the best running backs in the entire NFL, was held to less than 20 yards rushing today on 14 carries. Like, just let that sink in for a minute. Jeff, I'm going to get to you one second, but I just have to bring up this point. I mean, the Bills have really struggled the last couple of weeks, um, even going into the Green Bay game um, and stopping the run, and that was not the case this week. They 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 honed in on it. They, they just, I mean, Kareem Hunt got a few carries that, that went for uh, a long Long run, there was five. He was five for thirty-two, so seven yards per carry. But Nick Chubb was the workhorse. He's the guy that they found a way to stop. So they did take away their best weapon. Let Jacoby Brissett uh, try to beat you. Try to beat you, and uh, and yeah, he just wasn't able to do it. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, Jacoby Brissett though. I mean, give dude, give Jacoby Brissett credit for being a backup, or or you take credit away from the Bills' defense for making him look that good because. Uh, Dude was 28 for 41, 324 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, I mean, he looked, the Bills defense made him look pretty good. The difference is, though, that the Bills were able to get some very key stops. I mean, think about that fourth and one stop that the Bills had against the Browns when it was, I believe it was on the Bills' 25-yard line. And Shaq, Shaq Lawson, another great fourth goal, fourth and uh, one stop. Remember, he had a fourth and goal stop last week against the Vikings, which, you know what, no one really got a chance to, uh, to enjoy because Josh Allen ended up uh, fumbling the, the snap right after that. So, um, you know, had that huge stop this week, and then the Bills actually, you know, go the field, run the field uh, in the opposite direction. Let's see, did they score on that next drive? I have it in there. Uh, yes, yes. The Bills had a had a touchdown to go up twenty two to ten on that one. So uh, you know some good stats in there. Uh, if you guys are interested in coming in, giving your thoughts on this game, sorry I missed you earlier, Jeff. Um, get back in the queue. I'll get you right in. Um, we also let's see. Devin Singletary also another great game. Um, 18 carries for 86 yards and one touchdown. I love the way that all of the Bills running backs look today. And we're going to get into James Cook in a second, James Captain Cook. But Jeff, Jeff, I have you in, man. Sorry I couldn't get you in a little bit earlier. Jeff Rubin, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, I'm I'm doing well, brother. How are you doing? 
I'm feeling good, you know, really, uh, really happy about this Bills dub. Definitely uh, good to get off uh, the two-game losing streak finally and uh, get back in the win column. So pretty happy with the result. Uh, I wanted to chime in here and kind of give my player of the week on on both sides of the ball on offense and defense. Uh, I'll start on defense. I think Matt Milano, he really stepped up his game today. I know he had the big fumble recovery and almost he dropped a pick as well. It would have been nice, but um, I think he was pretty instrumental in, in stopping Nick Chubb. Um, like you said, you know, averaging two yards of carry. I think that was uh, that was really big, especially with Tremaine Edmonds stepping up like that. Uh, you know, be stepping up while Tremaine Edmonds was out. Um, you know, I, so I really want to tip the captain Matt Milano. And on offense, on the offensive side, uh, I want to shout out our rookie uh, captain Cook, James Cook. Um, really, it's his uh, coming out party. I think you know, I think he rushed for about eighty yards. He was. Really running the ball well, running down, looking like he was running downfield. Um, it was it was good to see finally uh, him to put up that stat line, and obviously Singletary played well too. But I think James Cook uh, had a fantastic day. So uh, yeah, those are my thoughts, and uh, you know I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, yeah, no, appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. Go Bills, Jeff. Jeff had some really great points on there. Um, I was actually going to get to James Cook's stat line right after, but luckily he got in to give his thoughts. Um, James Cook, 11 carries for 86 yards. The same amount of yardage as Devin Singletary with uh, seven last carries. The dude was on fire, had almost eight yards per carry. And when he says James Captain Cook, if you're a regular listener to our recap podcast uh, that we do later on in the evening, um, Mike, our co-host, nicknamed him Captain Cook after the famous explorer Captain Cook, um, which sounds like Captain Hook. So it ends up making sense, even though we know that rookie James Cook is not, in fact, a captain. So love that. Love the Matt Milano, um, uh, bringing up Matt Milano. Um, if you guys have listened to this podcast ever in the last five years, I freaking love Matt Milano. He's a stud. He is Matt Milano, the, the cookie monster, the silent assassin, the smooth criminal, whatever you want to call him, the dude is a baller. And he showed that today. He had 12 tackles. He had three tackles for loss. He had a sack, and he had a fumble recovery. Um, he's on my wall of shame. If you guys listened to that earlier, I might have someone better on that, but you'll have to listen. You'll have to wait uh, until a little bit later. So uh, let's go to uh, Go Pokes, uh, Go Bills. I'm going to add you in as a speaker, brother. Bottom left hand side. Turn your mic on and, uh, and give us your thoughts on today's game. Can you repeat that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Just go ahead, buddy. You are oh. on right now. I'm uh I'm so I'm out I'm out here in Wyoming and we uh you know watched Josh grow up and been pretty close to him and followed him so I became a Bills fan outside of never having been one just when Josh showed up and um I'll tell you the defense has definitely rallied around a lot of this and Milano has been an absolute stud absolute beast uh I feel like him and Poyer are going to be Gonna have to get paid here pretty soon because they are amazing. Um, I'm the only one on another space that uh, had a concern. I'm like, man, I'm I'm really worried about this DB just because we're young and there's so many times where we're not look, looking back at the ball. And did anybody else feel even like in this game? That was the first game that that uh, Jacoby threw for 300 yards all year long. Like he he kind of torched us a little bit and it kind of has me worried about the long stretch. Yeah. 
<clears throat> first off, um, yeah, appreciate you uh, becoming a Bills fan from being a Wyoming fan. Man, I didn't. Josh Allen has uh, <laughs> the the amount of influence that he has is is incredible. So. Uh, that's really cool. I'm, I'm so happy you're following the Bills and becoming a fan because it's an easy team to like. I'll say that right off the bat. Um, secondly, to what you said about the DBs getting torched, uh, uh, that's absolutely an issue. And as much as the Buffalo Bills uh, front office or coaching staff doesn't want to admit it, or at least they can't admit it out loud, um, having two rookies or having Dane Jackson, a seventh round pick from three years ago, and a rookie, whether it's Benford or Elam. Elam was inactive today, but Benford was out there. Um, <clears throat> they're getting beaten. Now, mind you, um, what I will say to that, Go Pokes, is uh, they're getting beaten by very, very good wide receivers when they are. Like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Like he, I would say he's like, what, the secondary receiver on that team today. Um, he had 61 yards today. Not a, not a terrible game by him, but not a great game for a second wide receiver, whereas Amari Cooper had 113 yards today. Yeah, <clears throat> um, uh, Justin Jefferson had 193 yards against them last week, um, but, they, but they didn't have Jordan Poyer last week. Now they had Jordan Poyer this week. Um, the one thing I will say is uh, the Bills are definitely getting torched by very, very good wide receivers. Um, but again, Tredavious White isn't back, so he's going to change that secondary up a lot. So it, is, it isn't... It isn't not a concern for me. Don't get me wrong. Like when Jacoby Brissett throws for 324 yards, like that's not good. On the other hand, I would rather put it the game in his hands than Nick Chubb's hands, if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, Absolutely. So I'll take that. I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't look like the second coming of Aaron Rodgers today because at points the the dude was just putting dimes out there to his wide receivers. But Amazing. Yeah, so the one thing I'll say is, and, and maybe you guys have, have different opinions, and please feel free to step up into the space if you do, but I'm more worried about guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones or the second wide receiver on teams torching for the Bills for over 100 yards than their absolute best passing weapon, if that makes any sense. So that's kind of where I come out on it. But yeah, it's it's not ideal for sure. But I'm so much happier that the Bills stop Nick Chubb because at least when they stop Nick Chubb, they stop, um, they stop the ability for the Browns to uh, impede on the Bills' offense getting on the field, which the Bills have one of the best offenses in the league. So the key to stopping the Bills is having a good run game, stopping you know Josh Allen and the Bills' offense from getting on the field in general, and then uh, and then go from there. So no, no, I mean there's there's absolute you know to what you're saying, I agree, but at the same point, like today's game, even when Josh didn't play well, it didn't end up mattering. Luckily, hey, did anybody else notice like? That last drive, how many times Von Miller almost <laughs> got? I mean, it was like, oh, I was freaking out, losing my my gourd because he was inches every time. I mean, he played yeah, hard out. Like, yeah, yeah. The, I think the announcers even said, "What does he got to do to get a sack today?" Von Miller's doing everything. Yeah. yeah, you're right. No, that that drove me crazy. Too. Like, come on, he was close. He was close a bunch of times. Uh, another guy that I I'm loving having back is Jordan Phillips. Mm. Um, he's looked incredible. Something that I notice, which I, I do weird things where I watch replays and or I rewind the game or I'll, I'll record the game and watch it again later just so I can look at certain guys. And the other thing I noticed about Jordan Phillips, which I love, is I can't believe how many times he can be on a pass rush, but then also somehow 15 yards down the field be the guy that's tackling somebody. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Like, let me... Um, 
first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to answer that, but thank you very much. Go Pokes for coming in. I want to get a few other guys in real quick. Appreciate it. Go Bills. Go Bills, go Pokes. Go Bills. Um, first thing, what he said, uh, Jordan Phillips, real quick. Um, I love Jordan Phillips, minus him um, trying to shoulder bump uh, players instead of wrapping up and tackling them for a couple of weeks. Um, other than that, I mean, I love the guy. The, the guy's been an amazing addition this this season for great depth, and I love when he's been in there. He's been a difference maker. And again, today you saw a couple of spell, splash plays uh, where Jordan Phillips was blowing up the backfield and, uh, and either for a sack or, or a tackle for loss. I can't remember exactly the play that he mentioned that, but – but I love that that he mentioned Jordan Phillips. There's a lot of unsung heroes on this Bills defensive squad um, and team in general, and he's one of them for sure. <clears throat> Let me get uh, Super Bowl 57 champs Saxa Dave in real quick from across the pond. Uh, Dave, what's going on, brother? Hello. How are you, fella? I'm back after the disappointment of last week. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Why, why would I? But yeah. Blame you? I, yeah. Yeah, no. I just thought I'd call it. I've got got a blind friend here in the UK that's asking about how they get a job as an NFL official because I think that'd be perfect for it. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were rough today, weren't they? That I mean, geez, I know every every we always whinge about rest, but Jesus, that was rough today. There were there were so, there was but, a drive where there were two non calls consecutively between a late hit on Singletary and then a no. Was a face mask call? I can't remember, but it was bad. Yeah, I think there was two two no face mask calls in a row, and then the next drive, it's like oh, face mask on the bills. It's like what? <laughs> Wait, I know. Call it the it's same like, way for both of us. Are you going to do it right? That's the thing in it. You don't mind if it's called the same way, but it's like Jesus. Where do they teach these guys how to call these games? It's like Jesus Christ. I'm English for crying out loud. I could do it better than they could. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the refs are off. And then the other thing is, I don't know if you said it already, but when is Trey coming back, dude? We really need Trey in that secondary. I mean, it was great to see Poyer back. He was a beast again today. But what's going on with Trey at this point in time? Uh, You know, with Trey, I mean, they're just really taking their time. And it could be, uh, you know, McDermott's not giving us a whole lot of information as to why he hasn't come back yet specifically yeah no surprise there from McDermott and it could have been one of those things where literally they knew that they weren't going to play him for four or five weeks after he was activated from the pup it was just a matter of you know they I I don't know that's it they they don't want to say that he's not going to play because that might give away something maybe teams are going to be game planning for it I don't know but um I'm hoping within you know I was thinking about it today Dave let me know what you think about this if he doesn't come back until December, halfway through December, as long as he starts logging in progressive snaps to become starting for the playoffs, do I really care or do I really need him for the short term? You know, I mean, I'm trying to think of which games in the future we really need him for. And I'd say the Dolphins game. That's the one that sticks out the most to me, you know? Yeah, like like you said, to be fair, when you think, when you put it like, really need him, but. you know, to be fair, you know they set it up well for the run. So Cooks and Sing- it's Cook and Singletary did really well. Sorry, Captain Cook <laughs> did really well. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just like you know, what is it like at the start of the game? Those third and longs on the D, like Jesus, we can stop like four attempts at one yard. The D will be there all day long. But like third and twenty, yeah, no, have that. Like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on, Dave. I'm going to answer that in a second, man. Appreciate that. Go Bills. Okay. No worries. Go Bills. All right. 
Dave's the man. Um, the, I, I, I tweeted out in the beginning as far as when it comes to uh, third and longs. Like, you should just start a drinking game. Whenever it's third and long, uh, if the Bills don't uh, stop the other team on offense, uh, on defense rather, then you have to take a drink. And people, it was funny, the responses were like, uh, I'd be dead by alcohol poisoning by the first half or the second half. Like, it is insane how often that this happens. And this seems like I don't have any stats in front of me that say how the Bills do when it's like third and six or longer. But I, I have a quick story for that. Last week, I had my family over for my son's birthday. My brother-in-law is a huge Bills fan. He's like, it was third, the Bills were uh, on defense. Uh, the Vikings had it for third and five. I'm like, the Vikings are getting this, dude. He's like, no way. The Bills stop it. I was like, you want to put five bucks on it? He's like, absolutely. He's like, no way that the Bills don't stop it. And sure enough, it's a six-yard gain, seven-yard gain. That's all it took. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. The Bills seem really rough in third down, and today was no exception. Luckily, it wasn't against a good enough team where it mattered, but it won't be the case every single week like that. Um, I wanted to uh, add uh, Private Joker to the list. Um, I muted you by mistake, Private Joker. I apologize. Um, Are you there? I am here. I'm ready. What's going on, brother? It was just, I mean, I'm I'm happy that we walked away from this with a win because even though at the very end of the game, um, it was weird. Like, so the end of the game kind of was like garbage time and then it converted into like a small small amount of like anxiety (laughs) for the very last like drive. But really, in my opinion, this game was was never actually as much of a blowout as the score would have like indicated. Mm. I mean, because if you if you go back all the way to the beginning of the Browns' first couple of possessions, they just had some straight up drops. Oh yeah, that that was dealing with right at the goal line. So if those had gone a different way, you know that whole little series of plays at the end would have been a whole different feeling that we would have been like experiencing. And like I think I've already heard everybody else talking about it, but yeah, the issues with the secondary man, like that's. I, I'm glad that we made it through this one because this is kind of more along the lines of what I would have thought the whole time that we would have been experiencing with these players out. And I think in the beginning of the season with the injuries, we just had people performing like way above what the expectations. And now you're getting like what you would expect with with this number of people like out and injured and everything, especially with Tremaine Edmonds hurt too. Like it just seemed like, you know, Dodson and Bernard or whoever else they put in there those guys can't cover that kind of ground the way that Tremaine Edmonds with his length and his speed and everything. So there was that. And then the other thing that was weird too, is that I could not figure out, and I'm not one of those guys that like watches all 22, but they, they were doing something in the first half, the Browns where it seemed like Amari Cooper kept on getting like isolated and one-on-one coverage, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's like, I know they play Zode all the time, so I'm just kind of wondering, like, what were they doing where Amari Cooper just kept on getting one-on-one? I know. I, I know. I, you know, part of me feels like, to address that one, part of me feels like each week the Bills seem to not try to take away their number one receiving option, and they just kind of let them roam free. I don't know. It's, it seems like that. Like last week, you know, Justin Jefferson was left one-on-one way too many times. Like you said, for the Bills to be playing zone, or whatever, or if you're gonna have you're gonna play man, like let's give him some safety help. Last week it was understandable. Jefferson Jefferson is an elite wide receiver, and the Bills were missing, you know, Poyer and obviously Hyde last week. But this week, um, that's a great question. Um, and, and when he was, he was matched up on what Taron Johnson and 
you know, I love Taron Johnson, but it's hard for him to cover Amari Cooper. So he's such a good wide receiver. Um, they definitely, they definitely missed Tremaine Edmonds today and uh, especially in coverage. So I think, I think he pretty much nailed it on the head there, but minus those drops, man, like those, those drops that meant so much that were like two in the end zone uh, for the Browns where, you know, if those, if, if it was a good pass by Jacoby Brissett, I mentioned he had 300 and what was it? 21 yards today. Yeah. He, 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 I think part of that is we have to give the dude credit. I mean, that's literally like probably the best game that Jacoby Brissett's like ever played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but the question is, was it, was it because of us or as a result of us? Like I, I don't, I think it was a little bit of. I think it was a little bit of just Jacoby Brissett had a really good game too. Honestly, like I don't want to, just because if you look at the placement that he had in some of those passes, man. I mean, the dude looked like at points he, he looked like vintage Russell Wilson before Russell Wilson suddenly became like mm-hmm. terrible. Like it looked like <laughs> that version of him, like the way, the way that he was dropping. Like Kirk Cousins last week, basically over the top that were just literally just like dropping in like how it's around. Like it was like somebody. Somebody was like placing like artillery almost is what it looked like. I love the military. Uh, I love the military reference. Yeah, you know, you get to get a military reference. But. <laughs> what about like, but like it was the same thing last week with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins looked like an all pro last week when he was just fitting just the, I mean, he was on his back foot about to get sacked and he was placing it right where he needed to for Justin Jefferson, you know? I actually, yeah, but I, but it's interesting is that I thought that Brissette, was actually better than Kirk Cousins because if you take away uh, Jeffer, if you take away Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins had some really bad plays in that game. I mean, he did by the end of the game, he had a good stat line, but he had that crazy interception that he threw. I think it was like right to Benford. Mm-hmm. But Brissett made no mistakes. I mean, he. So I, I do want to give him credit because yeah. I feel like he played really good. Yeah. But, but the only other thing um, that I was kind of thinking about this game too was uh, was Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, was it was a crazy game. It was like. He was at one point. I thought he was injured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the very first half, I was thinking. Me and my friends were like, "Put in Keenum." Like Allen's obviously injured or something. But then at least he turned around, and played good. But that, that scared me. Interesting. By Inter- the end of the game, did you, did you think there was a certain play that injured him, or you just thought he was playing injured for some reason? I think he, was I mean, he just looked. He was so inaccurate mm-hmm. in the beginning that I thought like he has to be injured, mm-hmm. or there's no way that he would be throwing like that. But then I think honestly, he was just probably. Uh, getting used to this like mentality of like thinking about not turning it over, which he nor- normally never does. Mm-hmm. He normally just goes and like does what he wants, and usually it ends up really good. But obviously not the last three weeks. But I think like maybe I don't know. I was, I was speculating that maybe just something in his mental processing was off uh, because he was like approaching the game in a different way, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he was really good though later on in the game. So I felt good about the fact that he, he figured it out by the end. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you f- very much for uh, always coming in, Private Joker. Appreciate it. Thank you for your service, as always. Love you guys. Go Bills. Love you, too. <laughs> I see that. I, I love I love that he said that, by the way, um, because uh, after if you guys listen to our regular podcast, um, John always says, I love you guys. Um, he's always like, all right, all right. We'll see you guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for it. was good job. Good work tonight. He's like, Love you guys. And we're always like, love you too. And it's so funny. The older you get, man, the more you appreciate saying, um, I love you to your guy friends. Because the older you get, the more you realize that, you know, I don't know, not to put it in a, in a weird uh, way, but like, you know, sometimes everyone's not here forever, man. So love your friends when you can. So um, 
I did, you know, it's funny. I, I put a, a meme up. I was like, Josh is definitely dealing with something mentally. And I didn't think he was going to be able to overcome what it was today. Now, Private Joker thought it was an injury. That, that honestly didn't cross my mind, but I wouldn't have been surprised. He was dealing with an elbow injury two weeks ago. Um, but he picked it up together in the second half. Kudos to Josh Allen for stringing together some really good throws. Finally finding Stephon Diggs at the, in the end zone before the end of the half. And then finding him in the second half. And, you know, Gabe Davis for holding on to the ball. This week, um, unlike previous weeks, but yeah, it was, something mentally, man. He needs a sports psychologist. I hope he doesn't have the yips, but he turned around mid-game. So, so kudos to him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Charlie, you've been waiting for a while. Uh, Charlie Brown is a Bills fan. Uh, my guy, what's going on? Bottom left-hand side to turn your mic on. Bottom left-hand corner, sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, no problem, Charlie. A um, couple of thoughts I had. It's, the game ended, and I'm like, I don't feel bad, but I don't feel good. Um, but two things I do, I really do take away from this game. One... I think one of the big complaints we had last week after Minnesota was not establishing the run game. And I was really happy with how Cook and Singletary ran this week. Because when you look at their numbers, you know, they ran for 175 yards. And we're like, we've done that before, but Josh has had 86, 85, 72. Josh ran once for seven yards today. It was all Cook and Singletary. And I'm hoping that is something that is going to turn them in the right direction offensively. Yes. Yes. I love that point, Charlie. There was, like you just mentioned, I mean, they're going, if I'm going back to stats, I mean, it's almost, you're almost looking at about nine yards per carry from the Bills uh, on offense today. And like you said, it barely included Josh Allen. Josh Allen actually had that long run that was called back to penalty. I mean, penalties are kind of like a very minor sub theme for today. But yeah, establishing the, the run, the Bills' ability to actually do it and giving James Cook more run while still making Devin, Devin Singletary uh, efficient. Um, absolutely. That changed the course. You know what, Charlie, let me know what you think about this. The Bills run mm-hmm. into a game in the, in the rest of the season where Josh Allen isn't playing his A game. Let's say he's subpar Josh Allen, like you could argue part of today was, or a, a good po- chunk of today was. The defense didn't play great, um, but they no. play okay. The run game can can handle it. I mean, you're talking about a team that still can beat most teams, I'd say, and still, you know, have a winning record in most of the games winning out if they can do like you said and and establish the run for once. Yeah, I think establishing the run, I think it looks like they finally, I think for the first time, actually believe in James Cook. I think they believed in Singletary all along, but this was the game where they said, 
we're going to give Cook the shot, and he looked really good. So I think that run side, that establishing the run game was the positive. Here's my negative side from this game. Six field goals. That means six drives into their territory, three of which to the 25, and not getting touchdowns. And that will beat the Browns. That won't beat the Dolphins. That will not beat the Chiefs. That will not beat playoff-caliber teams. Something has to change when they get inside the opponent's 30. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming in, Charlie. Those are some really good points you brought up. Go Bills. Thank you. Go Bills. All right. Charlie was in. And, uh, uh, man, I was really happy with Tyler Bass's performance with six field goals today. Uh, What he mentioned just now about – those need to be converted into touchdowns uh, 100%. He brings up an excellent point, and that works against the Browns. That doesn't work against the Dolphins or whoever you're facing for the division or the conference or that number one seed. Um, the one thing I'll say to that, and I agree with Charlie Point, the one thing I'll say to that is the Bills give up the most red zone turnovers. I believe they give up the most turnovers per drive. In, I think it was like 19% of drives would end up in a turnover or something to that effect. It was, it was a set I came across um, pregame from Eric Wood. And um, the one thing I'll say to that is it definitely needs to be better, like Charlie said, but at least it's not a fumble in the red zone. At least it's not an interception to Jair Alexander when they're trying to drive. At least it's not you know two interceptions to Patrick Peterson when they're trying to get a field goal or whatever. Like I agree this is a step in the right direction, but it's not the final destination on the path. So good point there. Um, Smitty, you have been waiting so long i'm gonna get you in right now smitty thank you so much for waiting what's on your mind hello can you hear me smitty it's the bottom left hand corner turn that mic on okay i can't hear you but i'm going to put you back in the queue for when you're ready um i'm gonna go over to my guy colby colby you're the last one if smitty can't get back in colby what's on your mind brother hey man how you doing, Nate? Hey, hey, hey I'm doing better uh, this week than I was last week, man. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I had my uh, girlfriend follow you on uh, Twitter. I, I almost I hopped in with her account at first because my phone had died. And man, it's it's been a day, but you know, go Bills. You know, we got the win finally. Um, you know, it was good to see Josh didn't throw an interception today. Uh, he threw a touchdown finally. Uh, and he, he just looked a little bit better today. Uh, Dawson Knox looked very good as well. Diggs looked good when we threw to him. Uh, Gabe had a good day. Um, but I really feel like the, the thing that really needs to be addressed is Ken Dorsey. I mean, the man, his play calling is just interesting and it's just kind of, I feel like it's affecting Josh cause you can kind of see Josh and Dorsey do not mix well. They, and they starting to kind of separate a little bit because like, He's getting angry with Dorsey, and as a fan, I don't want my starting quarterback getting mad at the offensive coordinator. But uh, and then the defense, Milano had a great day. Uh, I miss uh, Trey Edmonds, man. But you know, it it was a good win, and uh, go Bills. Hey, real quick, Colby, um, on that point about um, Josh being angry with Ken Dorsey, did you see something that led you to that, or was it just the frustration you saw? On the sidelines, you figured it's got to be him being frustrated with Dorsey. I I can kind of see the body language a bit, um, and just kind of like his facial expressions seem very. He seems like he's very frustrated, mm-hmm. um, and you know, uh, I f- I forget the guy's name that sits down with Josh every single time that they get done with like a play. Um, oh, was it? Uh, 
I swear I have a brain fart every time I start this podcast. Um, who's the Bills quarterbacks coach? Off the- Joe Judge. Joe, Judge. Joe, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Joe, Thank Joe you. Brady. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Joe Brady. Um, he sat down with Joe, and it just seemed like he was he was kind of mad and just seemed like it was kind of falling on – I don't know. Just it, the, I got the vibe that he was a, kind of pissed off with Dorsey. And, I mean – to be fair, it just seemed like the body language of the offense. They just don't know what Dor- they just feel- they seem pissed off with Dor- Like I just, it's just a gut feeling that I'm feeling with it because it's just you can kind of see with the player's body language towards the play calling. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting point, Colby. Thanks for thanks for coming in. Appreciate you, man. Go Bills. Go Bills. Yeah, dude. That first of all, hats off to Colby, man. Trying to get in with his girlfriend's Twitter account. That's what I'm talking about. Where are the rest of you guys, huh? I need all you guys to get into your significant other's Twitter account so you guys can all get in to this amazing Twitter space. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting thing. I've, I've kind of wondered about the, um, the relationship between Dorsey and Allen. I mean, obviously, through the, fr- for, through the first, what, five or six games, it was going well. Um, and then after the bye, it seems to have taken a dip. I don't know about the relationship itself, but um, <clears throat> if I had to blame anyone, I... I think, you know, Dorsey could definitely use some creativity and play calling, maybe some pre-snap motion or something. Uh, I think a lot of the struggles just came from Josh himself, just not seeing the right things, throwing to the wrong guys um, in coverage. Uh, so that's a good question, though. There might be something going on um, throughout in, in, in the background that we just don't know about. That's an excellent point, Colby. Um, I'm not sure... I'm not sure if that's the case. Um, I have no proof of it. Um, he definitely seemed frustrated, but whenever Josh has a bad has a bad uh, set of downs. I think he comes off frustrated no matter. He definitely looked pissed um, after, what was it? He had a, uh, they, they had a sack or was it a sack on third and two or was it third and three? Uh, the Bills couldn't complete a pass or he had to throw it out of bounds or something ridiculous like that. But yeah, yeah, that was, it's interesting. We'll definitely have to keep track of it as it goes on. But I'm going to add Todd, Tommy Giambra, the last, last person in this Twitter space coming on, brother. Tom. What's going yeah. on? Hey, hey, how are you, man? Hey, great, great. Points. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm glad that we established the run today, which was a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, how about Matt Milano, man? Defensive Player of the Year candidate, I, I believe, man. He just, 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 just balled out there today, man. Just balled. And then, um, third, um, I saw that, um, after the, the during the press conference or whatever, that um, Mitch Morse and I think AJ Epinesa they're in walking boots right now. How concerning is that? Um, I'll say to that, um, the AJ Epinesa is concerning, but I'm hoping that we get Greg Rousseau back, so that one doesn't matter. Yeah. The Mitch Morse yeah. thing is, and I know that that's the one that you were talking more about. Um, that yeah. that is very concerning, but we've seen in the past yeah. sometimes walking boots end up with them sometimes playing that next week. Sometimes they're out for mm-hmm. three or four weeks. Um, I don't know the right. severity of it. I haven't checked banged up bills. Who is my guy for checking out on this stuff? And I'm sure he probably hasn't even gotten to it yet to really evaluate okay. it. Um, but I definitely yeah. recommend everyone go to at banged up bills, uh, on Twitter. Um, my guy, Kyle there, who I've had on the podcast for is amazing and tremendous with, uh, Bill's injuries, and I'm going to be following him for this, especially the Mitch Morris injury, like you mentioned. Um, it is concerning because it reminds me of the Dolphins game when they didn't have Mitch Morris, and yeah. uh, that made a huge difference, in my opinion. Of course, they also lost like three other offensive linemen that game, you know, either right, before right, or during yeah. the game. Um, 
but yeah, yeah that, that's concerning. I think Mitch Morse is one of the most important pieces of the offensive line, and and I don't think he gets enough love. Yeah. And uh, he's mm-hmm. he's just so athletic, and he's so consistent, and he's so good. And we haven't had to worry about concussions in the last couple of years, so um, that was his yeah. only downside, really, to, that I could think of. Um, that that's concerning to me. Yeah, I just I hope hopefully he he'll be back, but I know we got that short week, so I don't know if they're going to maybe rest him a week. If it's not too, yeah, too bad. Yeah, great point. I'm, I'm curious if, if they do too or if they look at I, – I don't know if the, the coaching staff really ever looks at a game and, well, it's the Lions. Maybe it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, this would be one. I'm sure all these guys that have designations that you saw as being out and didn't really practice at all last week, like I don't believe Rousseau mm-hmm. did at all. I'm not sure if Kair Elam did. I doubt that those guys play this Thursday, too. I think it's going to be the same thing, like you said. Right. I think Elam was full. I think he was full, I think, on oh, Thursday. Was he? So it was a game-time decision, then? Yeah, he was full. Yeah, yeah, I think he was, like, a game-time decision. But I think, like, maybe they were just giving him this day, and maybe he'll come back for a Thanksgiving. Oh, that would be huge. Yes, <laughs> yes, it would be. No, no. I'm just – and another thing, I'm hoping I'm hoping Trey White will get over his mental thing, whatever he's going through. Yeah, you know, we don't – do we really know if it's mental, though, because, like – they might have mm. always – I mentioned this earlier in the Twitter space. They might have always had this planned out for four or five weeks after he returned from the pop because it's been – has it been four weeks, five weeks? I think it's five. Yeah, it's been four or um, five weeks, yeah. And it hasn't truly even been a year since his injury. So, um, yeah. I'm, and they haven't – what worries me is not that he hasn't started yet, that he hasn't seen any reps um, at all. For, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be okay with him getting five to ten reps each game. You know, bringing it more on up to, up to so that by the time you know December end of December January comes along, the guys at full speed, right? Um, right. And they might right, be looking yeah. that way too, because how many games does it really take for you to get them from you know never having played a game this whole season to getting playoff ready? I'd say three, four games maybe. So, yeah, it would be cool if we could get them back for that New England. Game. Oh yeah, the, the first New England oh, yeah. game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, but, sir. I know. I, I really, I really want him for the. Miami uh, yeah. game, I really want him for that. that. I really want him for that game. <laughs> well, if you're looking at the Bills' schedule, they are playing them what December eighteenth, December twenty. No, is, well, is it it's 18th? like the TBD. It's supposed to be the eighteenth. Who knows if they might flex it to uh, okay. to Saturday or something like that, um, or Monday. Yeah, they might get that. I'm thinking they might flex that Saturday yes. night, maybe. Yes, exactly. So if you're looking at it from that point of view, if he needs about three games before that, you need December mm-hmm. 1st, December yep. 11th, or December 11th, December 1st. So next, yeah. geez, that's coming up quick, man. Jeez. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. Uh, my it's goodness. Real quick. It's the Lions game, the Bills game, and then the Dolphins game. Or I'm sorry, the Lions game. Please, I just said it. Jets. Patriots. Lions. Oh, I'm sorry. Pa- Lions, Patriots, Jets. Patriots, Jets. Dolphins. Yeah, it's Dolphins. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't. I don't think any of us outside the organization really know. Um, so I'm curious, but that's a great question, and I really uh, hope it's sooner rather than later, just to get him into the fold. But I mean, at the end of yeah. the day, if he's not starting by the Dolphins game, um, we really need him because yeah. two weeks after that, the Bills have the Bengals, and you know, I mean, they're going to need that between. Um, between uh, T. Higgins and uh, uh, Jamar Chase, the, the Bills really need the, mm-hmm. which I think they will have it by then. But I don't know what it is right now. That's an excellent question. Yeah. And, right. and, but 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 to well, your point, real quick, I'm going to say this last thing um, about Trey uh-huh. White is they had the opportunity to um, after after he came off the P, after he came off the pup, they could have put him back on um, IR right after that, and right, they, and they right, didn't, yeah. even though they haven't played him since then. 
So you're wondering what the logic was between there. I, I think you might be right, and I hate to say that because every injury is individual, but I'm worried that it might be a mental thing. And uh, I wouldn't blame him, but it's that's yeah. I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah. And one, and one more thing. Where do you think OBJ is? No, I saw a report today that says between the Cowboys and who was the other the Giants? Giants. Giants. Yeah. <sighs> Um, I've always said when it comes down to it, even though as much as the Bills have done an amazing job recruiting, I mean, he's already got a ring. So I like that people think that he wants another one, which I think he probably does. One that he, you know, he's a bigger part of, but at the same time, um, money talks, man. If the Bills are like only like half a million dollars off from the next team, he goes to the Buffalo Bills. Now, if they're $5 million off, which they might be because the Bills have no cap space, uh, next season and beyond. Uh, at least for now, for the time being, without moving aside some things, um, I don't think the Bills end up with them, unfortunately. You know, it just, yeah, it just seems unlikely. I'm thinking that, too. I'm thinking he – I mean, I'm hopefully he goes to the NFC, if anything. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, hopefully yeah. The, the, the Chiefs don't get him or yeah. you know, someone else that, that we're really vying. Like the Dolphins don't somehow freaking get him or whatever. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to go to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, me neither. That's just my biggest worry now, especially after my, the game. My worry would be Chubb. Chiefs, if anything. Chiefs. Chiefs. I, I, I don't want going to the Chiefs. Agreed. Agreed. I'm hoping that does it, which just doesn't sound like it will, but we'll see. It changes yeah. every week. Thank you so much for coming in, Tommy. Appreciate yes, you, man. You're... Go Bills. Yeah, man, thank Go you. Go Bills. Appreciate all you guys getting in here for that. Um, I got I to gotta wrap this up soon. I got I get, unfortunately – you know, have some arrangements. I got to do some things. I got to post this on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. So thank you guys all for jumping in, giving your thoughts. As always, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourself a favor. Check out the DeLago Resort and Casino. It's a great time. I promise you guys will enjoy it. Um, again, thank you guys all for coming in. Steve Tasker, my guy, Steve Tasker, the Steve Tasker, joining in for uh, the beginning of it, listening in to all your guys' points of view. So, hey, man, you think, uh, you think you have some interesting takes. You might be able to, uh, to get heard by some, uh, some future Buffalo Bills uh, Hall of Famers, some guys that should be in the, in the Hall of Fame right now, uh, former Bills special teamers, wide receivers, whatever. You never know. So uh, thank you guys all for coming in. As always, appreciate you taking the time out for listening. You can catch this podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, for Buffalo Rumblings. So for me, Nate, go Bills. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Uh. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us. No. Number one, no one on top uh. of us. What they gonna do in Matt Malone? Coming with the blitz off the edge Don't you throw it in the air Cause Trey White and Micah High will intercept Von Miller getting double team Now the team getting easy sacks Russo with the double moves Coming straight for the quarterback Take him down, take him down McDermott clapping on the sidelines And the crowd going crazy Mafia, it's our time Josh Allen, it's your time It's the Mafia, yeah Sunday, one Bills drive Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia.
Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen. Looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards. Will it be called Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder? Down the field, past the whole roster. That step digs make it so easy. Touchdown, high mark field rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. Get your bass kicked, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin A. Cook, you know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us? No one. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>